Good morning. Tell you what, that was a lot of words. All the words about me. Now you know everything. I don't need to tell you anything else about me. I'll just uh, be sharing from from God's word and from my life and my passion for missions with you this morning. Um, your pastor Trent. Whoop, let me take this off. How about that? Is that better? <laughs> All right. Your pastor Trent said that um, he didn't really know a lot about WMU. And I was like, buckle up, buddy. Here we go. All right. I, that, that makes me happy because that means I get to share everything. Well, not everything. We only have like, you know, 20 minutes here. But I'm going to share all I can pack into 20 minutes. So um, I just wanted to, to start this morning uh, with the word of God. And this is, if you want to turn in your Bibles with me, to Hebrews 10, 39. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. And then from Romans 10, 13 through 14, I'm not going to make you turn to that, but I'll just read it to you right now. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about them? And how can they hear about them, about him unless someone tells them the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. My baby brother, David, who is, um, you know, rounding about 40 right now, uh, he had a best friend all throughout his whole life. They were first and last name friends. Those friends that when you see each other, it's like, David Sloan, Josh Stewart. It was like, they were so excited. Every time they saw each other, they went to church together. They were excited. And they both had a passion for the Lord. And Josh went, when he was in college, to serve as a camp counselor at Camp Longridge. And when he came back from Camp Longridge, I went to visit he and he and David at, at, at school because they were also roommates in college. And he had this picture up in his dorm room. And it was this picture of Jesus on a boat, which... I mean, I got chills about the songs that y'all sang this morning because she was talking about in the storm because this picture was Jesus on a boat in the storm. And I know that you probably have seen Jesus on a boat in the storm pictures before, but this picture just shook me because in the storm, he was on this raging storm ocean and there were people reaching up from the ocean and he was pulling them into the boat. Jesus was pulling them as much as he could into the boat. And he said, and I, and I talked to Josh about that. And he said, I just want to, I just want to pull as many people into the boat as I can. When I went to seminary and did my internship, the church that I did my internship was surrounded by housing projects. Literally on one side of the church, there was the wall of a housing project. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, pastor, we can do so many missions here. We can get these kids in here. We can do this and that and the other. He said, Rebecca, let me stop you right now. I was like, what? And he said, the people at this church want to go fishing, but they don't want to get the boat wet. What about your church? Do you want to get the boat wet? Or do you just kind of want to hang your rod and line in the water? I can tell from the spirit of this place that you want to get the boat wet. 
And WMU wants to get the boat wet too. WMU is Women's Missionary Union. We are an organization that exists to make disciples of Christ who live on mission. What an awesome, like, mission, right? I'm a part of it. I'm like, whoa, we're really awesome that way. Make disciples of Christ who live on mission. And we do that in so many ways. And it is the passion of our organization. And it should be the passion of every church, right? Right, Pastor Trent? Every church. You know, Josh, that boy who had that picture of Jesus pulling people up into the boat. He went out with his boat. And he pulled people into the boat in Indonesia as an IMB missionary. And then he came home and he looked around our own community when he was on furlough. And he said, people need to be pulled into the boat here too. So now he's a church planter in our community, a North American mission board church planter because he wanted to get the boat wet in his hometown. Back at home, we need missionaries. Right here, you need missionaries. We need missionaries across the the ocean in Indonesia because people are reaching out, wanting to be saved from drowning in their sins. We live in a broken world that is drowning in its sin. And the gospel is clear. It is a call to the lost. It's more than clear. It's an urgent plea. It's asking us to get on the boat too and and drag these people out of the water. It's a plea from the core of Scripture, from the heart of the early church who knew what it meant to be persecuted, who knew what it meant to lose their lives for Christ. It is the call from the gospel. Paul said, I am a bond servant to Christ. He knew what Christ had saved him to, and he was a slave to Christ. He thought, You have given me this, Lord. You have given me this salvation. You have pulled me into the boat, and I'm going to give you my whole life. Has he pulled you into the boat? Have you given him your whole life? And then Paul says, again in Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's not hard. Call on the name of the Lord. But if you don't know the name of the Lord, if you don't know Jesus, you can't call on his name. How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Paul is saying, come on, y'all. We got to come on, guys. Come on. Come on, early church. Let's go. And do you know what? Paul is still calling us. Come on. Get your big girl pants on. Get your big boy pants on. Let's go. We got work to do. In Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. oh, come on, let's go. What if that was our theme for our lives and how we ministered? Oh, y'all, come on, let's go. Did you know that one person every two seconds in the world dies without a saving belief in Jesus. One person every two seconds. That's faster than you can say, I'm going to snap and then you snap. Snap with me. 
How many people died just now without the saving knowledge of Jesus? Does that not hit you? Does that not shake you to your core? Let it sink in. How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? Here we are, 2,000 years or more than 2,000 years from Paul's calling. His calling that was calling people to give up their lives to share the gospel. And we give ourselves excuses. Don't we? I'm too busy. I have soccer practice. (laughs) I got to take my kids to soccer practice. You know, not that I don't mind soccer. I, I take my kids to soccer practice, okay? I'm a soccer person. I'm a soccer mom. Oh, gosh, I'm a soccer mom. Okay. <sighs> but we give ourselves every excuse. We let ourselves off easy because the world tells us that you need to be good to yourself and you need to lay off and you need to give yourself rest. And you do need to give yourself rest, but then you rest and then you go. You go and you share the gospel. Come on, y'all, let's go. The call of the gospel, the great commission, is ever-present and more relentless than ever. WMU has been guiding women Children and men to answer that call for over 132 years. Where you been, Pastor? 132 years we've been doing this. How did you not hear? <laughs> but I'm going to tell you a little bit of our history here. Women's Missionary Union began in the hearts of visionary women leaders who were called to pray and systematically raise money for missions. Since that time, WMU has helped lead Southern Baptist churches across the country to give $6.6 billion through the Annie Armstrong Easter offering and the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Efforts that were begun by WMU to support missions. Did you know that? Annie Armstrong was a a, a WMU president who wrote like 16,000 letters And, like, I feel like after I wrote 16 to churches that hadn't given to Lottie Moon, I was like, ow, this hurts. She wrote so many. And then Lottie Moon, they started that offering to to give to international missions because Lottie Moon said, we need more people. Where are all these people? Come on, y'all, let's go. This is important work. WMU's unwavering focus on making disciples of Jesus who live on missions happens through missions discipleship. That's your WMU groups. Leadership development, that's us saying, here's how you do this. Here's how you organize a mission trip. Here's how you go on mission. Here's how you start a group in your own church. And compassion ministries with kingdom impact in every state and 39 countries. 39. You write that down, Pastor Trent? Okay, just 39 countries. Yes, WMU is your grandma's missions organization. Yeah, it is. My grandmother hosted a WMU group in her own home. It was called her mission circle. Do y'all remember circles? Raise your hand if you remember circles. Yes. Do you know that they called them circles, but that was their small groups. These were women who met together, who made missions an important and integral part of their lives, who came together in one another's home and talked about missionaries and shared about other countries and said, this is important work. This is work we need to get behind. It is time, ladies. 
young ladies to recircle. Circle back. Reform those groups in homes. Recognize, yeah, this is my grandmother's missions organization because my grandmother cared about missions. My grandmother thought it was important to teach the next generation about missionaries. My grandmother knew that unless there were GAs and RAs and and children in action, and now it's going to be called Journey Kids, then the next generation wouldn't hear the stories of missionaries across the world. And right here at home, they wouldn't say, that could be me. Unless these women, your grandmothers, your mothers... Your aunts, those special ladies in your church who love Jesus more than anything, especially more than themselves, they knew that if they didn't step up in leadership, that these children would never, never get to see themselves as missionaries. They'd never get to hear the stories. Are you stepping up like they did? Are you saying, I would be proud to teach these children about missionaries? I would be proud to teach these children about Jesus. I would be proud to lead these children on mission. Because you know what? From the time they take their first steps, from the times they say their their first words, one of those words can be Jesus. I promise you that. And by the time they get into Sunday school, missions can be part of their lives through mission friends. I I had a little girl of mission friends one year. I was coming as a visitor to my own church because I was in college and they asked me to come and teach mission friends for one lesson and we talked about missionaries in another country. And then this four-year-old little girl, I said, would anybody like for us to pray? I didn't know you don't ask four-year-olds that. But I said, does anybody, would anybody like to pray for us? And, and this little red-headed girl raised her hand and we bowed our heads and she said, dear Jesus, please help the missionaries carry milk to the children who don't have any. She said, come on, let's go. Yeah, it's your grandmother's mission organization, but it's everybody's missions organization that is serious about the Great Commission and the call to come on, let's go. This is important work. I want to talk to you a little bit more about the children's part of this. Um, I have two daughters, and one of them is in fifth grade, and one of them is a preschooler, and she thinks she's a wolf. The wolf comes out at night. It's not all day. But she does. She does literally think she's a wolf because my brother taught her to howl at the moon and it just all snowballed from there. So the other day I was walking through the kitchen and there was this uh, bowl of water on the table, which is not unusual for something like that to be on the table at my house because my husband is a chemistry teacher and we're always doing blowing stuff up and you just never know what's going to happen. And so... I said, what is this bowl of water doing here? And Phoebe walks up to it and goes, and I was like, what is happening? And then that night at supper, she was just cramming that food into her mouth. And I, and she said, and I said, Phoebe, you are, what, why are you eating like a wild animal? She goes, I am a wolf. <laughs> what if from the beginning of their introduction to the church, Every child could say, I am a missionary because we are all called to be missionaries. 
I am a missionary. Say it to yourself right now. I am a missionary. WMU trains these children. They introduce them to the stories of missionaries. They introduce them to the gospel too. But then they teach them to go. And that's important work. You're going to hear me say that again. This is important work. When kids go to missions camp for the first time in in middle school or high school, that should not be their first introduction to missions action. They should be going on mission their whole lives. When I taught children um, children in action, I would take my preteen group to a, a soup kitchen that met only on Saturdays in, in a local town. And what touched those children was other children. Seeing other children come through that line, knowing that these children didn't have food. They didn't have snacks. They couldn't go grab a Lunchable out of the refrigerator. It touched them. And so I had a little boy named Josh who after that, he wanted to make homeless kits because the leader that was there said that he goes down to the woods behind Walmart and that's where the homeless people live in our town. And he, he, he brought them food on Saturdays. And Josh said, what do they do on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday? So Josh made it his mission to collect homeless kids. So they collected uh, Vienna sausages and gloves and crackers and applesauce and everything that you could need to have a meal in a bag. And we raised, we collected well over 200 kids. And that was the work of a kid. The work of a kid. Our adults hadn't done anything like that. That was the work of a kid who was listening, who went on mission. Jaden Stewart, same place, came and served chili to the, to the homeless there. And he was just, he couldn't believe that this was the situation that these kids lived in. He goes, I want to come back. He said, and I want to come back at Easter, and I want to have an Easter egg hunt for all these kids. So Jaden organized it. And people gave eggs filled with candy and prizes. And there was an Easter egg hunt. And Jaden started it off with a prayer. And he told those children about Jesus. Children know what, it's mean, what it means to be on mission. They can be on mission. They want you to go with them on mission. Did you know that the IMB reaches out in missions, outreach, sharing the gospel, to over 3,000 people groups. 3,000 people groups. And then within those people groups, there's even different languages within that. It breaks down in so many ways, and there are just not enough people. Not enough people to go. But what father, mother, aunt, uncle, brother, or sister wouldn't want their children to answer that call? That's why your church has children in mission, on mission. Through WMU, children are learning and doing and going on mission through, throughout their formative years so that it is not a big lifestyle change for them when they go out into the world. We are training them up to go into a world that needs rescuing from the storms of life. Under the umbrella of WMU is also our compassion ministries like Worldcrafts. Have y'all heard about Worldcrafts? Oh, let me tell y'all about WorldCrafts. This is wonderful. This is wonderful stuff. Around the world, WMU supports 
missionaries, and local indigenous people who want to save their people from lives of poverty. And so they train the people in their communities to be artisans, to make things with their hands that are, that are special treasures for anybody to have. And then that way, people don't have to have, say, I have to marry off my child when she's 12 because I can't support my family. I can't feed this child, so she has to get married when she's still in elementary school. WMU, they make these crafts, and WMU sells it. And every, every, every dime of that goes back to those people groups, goes back to those artisans so that they can support themselves. This is the work of the church. This is what the government says it's the work of the church. The church says it's the work of the WMU is doing it right now. There is a group of ladies in Cambodia with an organization called Sac Saum. Can you say that? Sac Saum? These women are artisans. They made the purse that I have in my car. And what they do is they rescue women out of human trafficking. Boys and girls, if you don't know what human trafficking is, it's when somebody promises you a job and then takes your freedom. They, sometimes they take your body. Sometimes they just take you overseas and take your passport. So you don't have freedom to go and move and do anything but what they tell you to do. And the women in Cambodia saw this happening to young women again and again and again because they couldn't afford the daily things, the daily needs. And so they pull these women out of these human trafficking situations and they give them a job. And they also, through WMU, give them counseling. And they give them these skills and they help them to realize that Jesus is their savior, not the human trafficker. But here is the really cool thing that Saxalm is doing. Before these women, after they started rescuing these women, they cried, we gotta do something, we gotta do something different. We gotta be proactive. So they looked for the, the most vulnerable ladies in their communities, the young women with children, the young women who needed support, and they came to them before the human traffickers did. And pulled them into world crafts. This is what WMU is doing in 39 countries across the world. This is important work. We're doing it in 39 countries across the world. But we're also doing it right here in North America. Right here in North America. Through, um, let me see, where am I now? Christian Women's Job Corps. At the Baptist Friendship House in New Orleans. Did you know there's human trafficking in North America? And it's pretty dark in New Orleans. There is a dirty, seedy underbelly there. And this Pat, who runs the Baptist Friendship House, is rescuing women out of these situations. She's bringing them out of homelessness with their children and giving them a place to live and food to eat. And her volunteers through Christian Women's Job Corps are training them in computer skills and life skills and helping them get their diplomas and helping them to realize that your life has worth because you are a child of God. For no other reason. That is enough. You are a child of God. You are worthy to be in the boat. 
even when you're wet. So they give them preparation in ESL, computer classes, Bible study. They have a one-on-one mentor who encourages them all the way through and helps them to find employment afterwards. They are not just rescuing these women from hopelessness. They're saving their lives. This is important work, and this work is funded through the Heck Jones offering that WMU has every year. This, is all, this isn't IMB. This is just WMU that's doing this. Have you given to the Heck Jones offering this year? If you haven't, please make this Sunday the Sunday to do it. Our methods must adapt and change from when it was your grandma's missions organization. But the relentless call of the Great Commission remains. It is a calling to pursue the lost. And it's a calling that the pandemic can't stop. It can't restrain it. It can't squelch it. Because even when we can't go out, we can still go on world crafts and buy something that's, that is sows freedom into every stitch of its fabric. We can still be on mission from our couch sometimes. Now we go. This is not the time to shrink back. This is not the time to say the pandemic destroyed 2020 and it's going to destroy 2021 and we just, ah, sorry, God. (laughs) This is not that time. This is the time to go. Now we go. Go and create missions, communities, where you are. Recircle, form small groups that can meet. Create online communities, smaller, more intimate communities, where the hope and the love of Christ and the message of missions is taught and where the Holy Spirit breathes over the lost in new ways. Your grandmas know this. Where have you been? Now is the time to fuel the passion for missions in every generation. Now is the time for the gospel to grow deep into new soil. We feel like our world is broken and cracked, but it is through the cracks that the light gets in. It's through the cracks when people see I'm broken, I can't, I can't save myself in this situation, that they look up and see the light that you shine, the light of Christ that you bring. Missions is not over. The pandemic cannot stop it. Now is not the time to give up on this call. And WMU is here. Women on Missions is here. Children in Action is here to support you in your relentless pursuit of the Great Commission through missions, education, resources, leadership training, compassion ministries, and missions events. Do you know that they even raise money for grants for communities in Muslim countries to have wells dug? This is pure water, pure love. They go into to villages, dig wells, and share with them about the living water. This is what WMU does in those 39 countries. And you can be a part of it. They supply Missionaries from local churches with filters to go on mission to international countries so that they can bring filters to the people they go to, but also just little water filters for your water bottle so that when you get there, you won't be in danger. Now is not the time to give up. Now is not the time to to shrink back. Now is not the time of destruction. Now is the time to recircle. 
We go with you as you go into all the world. They cannot believe unless they hear. They cannot hear unless we go. The next generation will not see the missionaries as their heroes unless you tell them about the missionary heroes. We lead out through missions education, and you can lead out by giving to the Heck Jones offering. We are all connected. We are woven and spun in a tapestry of missions and ministry. And even the smallest child can understand that. My daughter at Christmas, we were doing our Advent calendar. And we were, we were in, in the part of the story where, where the angel appeared to Mary. And, and she, he, he said, you're going to have, you're going to have a baby and you're going to name him Jesus. And I said, Phoebe, go tell your daddy what your lesson was about today. And she said, there was Mary and the angel came and she said, you're going to have a baby and you're going to name him Jesus for the love of God. (laughs) I think what she meant was for God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We all know that verse. Let's live that verse. This is important work. Now is the time to go. Won't you go with us? Uh, Father, we uh, just are so grateful for your calling on our lives. Uh, We're grateful that you have sent your son to die for our sins because you loved us so much. And today we pray that as a church, we would have open eyes to see the needs around us, physical needs and certainly spiritual needs, because there are so many lost people in our own community, in our own state, nation, and around the world who need to hear the message of Jesus. We're grateful uh, for the grandmothers who have gone before us, setting the example uh, as missionaries. And we just pray that you would rise up, raise up another generation of mission-minded people who will be focused on making disciples for Jesus around the nations. Uh, Continue to bless us today and through this week. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.